Hey guys, thanks for tuning into the College Age Movement Podcast. We are in part four of our series entitled Fruits. And uh, it's been a really, really fun time looking through the different fruits of the Spirit. And if you grew up in church, you've probably heard of the fruits of the Spirit. But but for all of us, is our relationship with Jesus continues to grow and we continue to evolve and all of the different things that comes when it comes to understanding Scripture. Uh, I think it's really important that we, we engage these ideas, these tenets of the Christian faith. And last week, uh, we had Amy Mitchell come and speak at College Age Movement, and she absolutely crushed it and talked about kindness and goodness and talked about how it manifests it manifests itself when we uh, engage a God who is kind and who is good, and in that uh, we become kind and we become good. And this week, we're going to be talking about patience and gentleness, and we're going to focus on patience, but the concept of gentleness serves a very important purpose as well. So this idea of patience, uh, we all understand this. It's, it's, it's required in every arena of our lives, and it's probably something that we wish wasn't a part of every arena of our lives. It's defined as the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. And I doubt anyone's heart went pitter-patter at the idea of delay, trouble, or suffering, but it's 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 so important that we understand the definition of patience, the capacity to accept and tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Because as frustrating as having to have patience can be, we can all agree on its importance. Whether it's in our relationships, our jobs, our schools, or any other area, we will not be successful without some patience. There's not a single avenue in our lives where patience doesn't serve a really good purpose. We could be making decisions at 100 miles an hour, but there's always going to be that moment where we need to step back. We need to have patience so that we can make the right decision at the right time. We can have the right conversation at the right time that we can engage a situation at the right time. So scripture speaks on patience quite often. So what I want to do, like we always do, is look at a couple different scriptures and uh, and see how they apply to our everyday lives, because that's what we're trying to do, is we're just trying to be a little bit more like Jesus every single day. So Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, simply says this is, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So the first point today is this, in the proper time, in the proper time. One of the things that can be so difficult for us to accept is the fact that God doesn't operate on our timeline. So many of us live this formulaic lifestyle, and it means this, like we look at this plus this equals the result that I want. This plus this equals the result that I want. And we're so certain of it, but then if it doesn't go exactly how we would have it go, then we start to cast blame on God or we cast blame on other people. And we'd say, no, like I did it the way that I knew I was supposed to do it. And it didn't have the result that I expected. But what we have to understand is that there's, there's these, a couple things that are really important to talk about when it comes to this line of thinking. First of all, everything is not as black and white as we would like it to be. Some things will actually probably work out like we expect them to, but if human beings are involved, if you and I are involved, if other people are involved, there's an exponential number of outcomes that aren't what we would usually be prepared for. The humanity in itself is so messy and human beings are so messy that they throw so many different variables in. So we, we just have to understand that our formula is often wrong because we couldn't possibly account for all those said variables. So this is what we have to understand. Patience is displayed 
by our willingness to adjust. Patience is displayed by our willingness to adjust. As a husband, I have to adjust all the time. What I have to realize is, is being married for almost 10 years is that the, the woman that I married when I was 21 years old is not the same woman that I'm married to today. And that every couple years, like we have to do some really, really serious heart searching because there's a thing called love languages and it's this really big thing within the church and even outside of the church, these like quality time or words of affirmation or, or physical touch or whatever it may be, like that's your love language. And what people don't realize is that your love language changes, that that your what makes you happy changes, the way that you engage with certain situations changes. And in a romantic relationship, especially a marriage, like it's so intense and it's so like poignant. You spend all day, every day together and, and you have to be willing to adjust because I don't expect my wife, Larissa, to be the same woman that she was 10 years ago. She's she's grown and she's changed and she's adjusted in herself and she has to do the same for me, that we have to be willing to adjust in our marriage to make sure that we are being the best husband, the best wife that we can possibly be. And then as a dad, I have to adjust all the time, right? Sometimes discipline works in, in very specific ways. I can look at my kid and say, hey, stern voice, big dad voice, do not do that again. Do you understand me? And they respond well. Sometimes that doesn't work at all and it has to be that loving embrace. It has to be the joking around hey, can you see how this doesn't work this way? Okay, like stop being silly, whatever. But if I'm not willing to adjust as a parent, then my kids are only going to get like rigid dad, angry all the time when that's not the approach that I should take all the time. So I have to be able to adjust in my relationships. You have to be willing to adjust in your relationships. And one of the massive mistakes that we can make as followers of Jesus is an unwillingness to adjust because we have a relationship with Jesus as well. And, and our relationship with Jesus is amazing. And your relationship with Jesus is, is wonderfully unique. What used to work might not work anymore when it comes to you connecting with your creator. You might have to adjust on how you do your quiet time. You might have to adjust with uh, what time you go to church. You might have to adjust on, on how you separate yourself from, from your daily whirlwind and say, hey, this is how I'm going to get in the presence of Jesus. And what works for others, like, I think this is one of the biggest things, is that we look at leaders, and there are, pe- there are people who know so much more than us. And for so long, I've looked at people and I've said, hey, like, I need you to teach me. And they've taught me incredible things. But what works for the greatest pastors and for our mentors might work for us for a season of time, but it might not work all the time. And so we have to take those lessons and, and tweak them for our own personal relationship with Jesus because nobody has a relationship with Jesus that you have and nobody has a relationship with Jesus that I have. So we have to be willing to adjust all the time. We need to have patience and adjust and we need to trust that Jesus is right there with us, having patience with us as we figure it out. So as we're trying to have patience in, in adjusting in our lives and our earthly relationships and our eternal relationship with Jesus, we have to recognize that Jesus is having such extreme patience with us. In fact, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slow keep to keeping his promises, at least as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You see, we always talk about our walk with Jesus as being a process that we're always people in process and and that we're always thankful because we serve a God who is a God of process, that he wants to see us work through things. He wants to see us grow. He wants us to be refined, all of those different things. But it's always important to understand that the process that we are in requires patience. The process requires patience. The second idea along this line of thinking, this formulaic thinking of this plus this equals the result that I want is this. God is more concerned about the result that you need than the result that you want. God is more concerned about the result that we need than the result that we want. 
the best way to tolerate delay, to tolerate trouble, to tolerate suffering is to understand that his timeline isn't, it's not just different, it's better. His timeline isn't just different, it's better. We best play our part when we are completely confident that he is playing his. When we have faith that he is playing his part, that he is the God that we believe that he is, that he is who he says he is, if we have faith in that, then we can better play our part and we can say, hey, this isn't, this isn't lining up with the plan that I have, but I know that your plan is better. You see, patience is an amazing indicator of faith. Patience is an amazing indicator of faith. We need to be willing to trade our good for God's best and understand that it will be worth it every single time. Next, I want to look at a passage written by the Apostle Paul to Timothy, and and I want to give a little bit of context here, is that that Paul at this point in his ministry is a grizzled veteran. He's he's planted successful churches. He's planted unsuccessful churches. He's experienced ministry. He's experienced incredible persecution. He's experienced all of these different things. He's lived a full life up to this point, and he's writing to uh, this this young leader named Timothy, and there's two letters, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, and he writes to two leaders, Timothy and Titus. And there are these guys who are, who are leading churches who, who need to be filled up. They need to be given advice, but, but he's empowered them. He, he knows that they're so capable. And I love both those books. If you're a young leader, read Timothy. It's an incredible encouragement to you. But 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 16, Paul says some very incredible things. And he says this, he says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners... Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who believe in him and receive eternal life. See, this is an absolutely key passage when it comes to us understanding the importance of patience. I want to point three things out from this passage. First of all, Jesus's patience calls us to see our value. Jesus's patience calls us to see our value. Paul was the first one to identify his own depravity. He knew who he was better than anyone outside of Christ and recognized how amazing it was that Jesus would have the patience to not not just forgive him, but to use him. And I think that we need to have that perspective that, that God doesn't just forgive us. He wants to use us. He wants to leverage us. He wants to put us in positions of leadership. He wants to use our gifts and our talents and our passions. He doesn't just forgive you. He wants to use you. Paul says, isn't it amazing that God is willing to appoint me, me to his service? I was a blasphemer, a persecutor. I was a violent man. He was literally putting Christians in jail. He was killing Christians. And God was like, no, I'm going to use that guy. I see so much potential in that guy. I love that guy. You see, Jesus met Paul face to face when Paul was living according to his own plan, when he was living on his own timeline. And he physically met him on a road. And, and what he wants to do is he, he wants to do the same with you and I. He wants to meet us as we are walking out our timeline, as we are walking out our own plan. And he wants to stand in the road and he say, hey, I got something better for you. I have something different for you. I'm going to adjust you. I'm going to help you shift in your perspective. I'm going to help you shift in your love for, for people. I'm going to help you shift in using those gifts and talents and passions that you have for the kingdom of God. See, whatever road we're walking down tonight, God meets us 
He, he wants to adjust us. And he wants to tell us that we're not only worthy of his love, but we're worthy to be used to tell other people of his love as well, which leads us into the second point. Jesus' patience calls us to have patience with others. And I know this could be really hard. Not many of us would say, hey, I'm a super patient person. That's my spiritual gifting. I love being patient. I love trouble and I love delay. Who doesn't, right? No, none of us None of us fall in that category. But Paul is, is saying that this, this incredible thing where he's saying like, hey, if Jesus can have patience with me, I can I can have patience with them. And we need to live that as, as a tenant of our lifestyle. Like if Jesus can have patience with me, I'm the worst of sinners. All of us know we're our, our own worst critic. We know what we've done and Jesus has patience with us. So the least that I can do is have patience with other people. You see, we can tangibly show, show thankfulness to Jesus and, and to Jesus's patience with us by having immense patience with other people. See, if we are truly thankful that God allows us to be in process, we have to allow other people to be in process as well. We cannot say, oh, I'm so thankful that I'm I'm somebody who's in process and oh, thank you, Jesus, for having so much patience with me. But we see somebody sin one or two times and we're like, nope, they're done, bye. Relationship cut off, not a chance. We have to appreciate other people's processes because other people's processes look different than ours. We all have different stories. I once got the opportunity to go to a conference in California, and uh, on the weekend after the conference was over, we did a lot of church visits, and one of the churches that we visited was Hillsong LA, and I was super hyped to go, and they, they meet in this this theater, and it's it's used six days a week for secular things. Uh, the, the night before we went, Ying Yang Twins had a concert there, and there's alcohol that just has tarps draped over the top of it and tied down, and they made it look like church, and it's just so awesome. And before we got into the actual theater, we were walking through a door, and there was a greeter there, and he had these long, super cool dreads, and I was like, oh, this guy's a baller. I love this guy. And we walked in. He gives us a big smile. I smile back, and I was like, hey, man. He's like, hey, how are you guys? And we were like, oh, we're good. And he's like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, we're from Montana. And he goes, get the beep out of here. And I just stared at him and I was like, I don't know how to respond to that. But then we, we kept talking and, and he was awesome. And I was like, man, that was a really interesting interaction. And we went into church. We had a great time. And then we left. And because it was a church visit and we were a group of church people, we stayed around. We stuck around. We, we wanted to see how things worked post-service. And and uh, eventually this guy came over and he had this big lanyard on. And he goes, hey, how's it going? My name's Steve. I'm one of the guest service coordinators here. Uh, hope you guys had a great time. I was like, oh, man, it was such a wonderful service. And I said, I have to ask. And I, and I looked at, at this guy with dreads and I said, can you tell me, like, what's going on with this guy? And he's like, oh, cool story. He's like, he came to church last time or last week for the for the very first time. And uh, he accepted Jesus. And then he said, I have to get plugged in. And so we used him. We put him at a door. He's brand new to his faith, but he's ready to serve. I was like, man, that is the type of person that I want to be. You see, this guy interacted with Jesus. He had he had this moment of life transformation. He said, I want to be used. And I don't know his whole story. And I don't know if Steve, the guest service coordinator, knew his whole story, but he was willing to put him in a position to love people well. You see, when we are willing to have patience with other people, it shows an incredible thankfulness to God to say, thank you for having patience with me. This is the least that I can do. And I know that these people are valuable. See, Paul says, grace was poured out on me abundantly. So let us be people who love others in the midst of their mess because God loves us in the midst of ours. Thirdly, Jesus's patience in our lives will serve it as an amazing example to others. 
See, Paul flat out says, like, if he can have patience with me, he can have patience with anyone. So for most of us, our lifestyle might not be as blatantly sinful as Paul's was. Most of us aren't persecuting Christians or murdering them and putting them in jail, but um, our lives are still full of sin. And, and it just looks a little bit different. You see, that process that we talk about, we have to be honest in the midst of it. See, Paul was willing to point out the sin that he had lived. And we need to be willing to point out the sin that we have committed and be vulnerable and be real and be honest because our story is going to be so impactful to the people around us. And what we understand is that their story will be so impactful for us as well. We have to be willing to get honest. We have to be willing to get vulnerable. As we tell our story, as we talk about God's faithfulness, others will have their faith strengthened. And as somebody else talks about God being faithful in their life, it will strengthen my faith in him. That is what being in fellowship is all about. Community leads us to appreciate God's patience for us. It leads us to appreciate God's patience for other people. But it also allows us to show patience to one another. But this is this is where we, we get things a little bit mixed up. And, and I want to point this out quickly is that there's an important difference between patience and passivity. There's an important difference between patience and passivity. Patience recognizes brokenness and it tolerates it for a time. Passivity ignores it altogether. Patience recognizes brokenness and tolerates it for a time. Passivity ignores it altogether. We are not called to ignore the lives of our people of the people around us. We are not called to hide our lives from people. We are not called to just brush it under the rug. We're called to be patient. We're called to stay with people in the midst of their sin, to work through things, to be a part of their process, to do all those things. And then eventually we're going to get the opportunity to have a conversation because patience will always be purposed. Patience will always be purposed. You see, supernatural patience will give us the ability to do the right thing at the right time or have the right conversation at the right time. And this is where gentleness comes in. This eye of gent- this, this gentleness is a bow on patience. That the way that we speak would always be, be rooted in gentleness. And what I want to do here is I want to stack a few verses and then just make one point to wrap up this week. The, the three verses are found in Ephesians, Colossians, and Philippians. In Ephesians 4.2, it says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Humble and gentle while being patient. Colossians 3.12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5, let your gentleness be evident to all. The, the Lord is near. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. You see, patience lead, leads, leads us, patience leads us to gentle truth, not persecution. Patience leads us to gentle truth, not persecution. We have a tendency within the Christian community to have patience with people until we see our opportunity to really convict them. Like we just sit there, we sit there and they're like, oh, there's my window, conviction. We talk about this a lot around here is that it's not our job to convict people. It's our job to love people and let Jesus convict people. We, if you follow Jesus, you understand Jesus convicts you on the things that you need to be convicted about on a regular basis. You don't need help from other people to be convicted. But you do need people to speak gentle truth and say, hey, I'm seeing this in your lifestyle. Hey, I'm seeing this the way you speak to people. Hey, I'm seeing this with your boyfriend. I'm seeing this with your girlfriend. The way that you're doing that, I I love you so much, but I just have to let you know, I don't think that's the right, I don't think you're going down the right path. I don't think you're handling that situation well. Those are gentle truths. You see, there's no gotcha moments with Jesus. There's no gotcha moments with Jesus. I told you. I told you. You're dumb. Don't be stupid. 
No, we get to have gentle truths. Hey, I love you, but I have to say this. I feel like I have to say this. See, as we are patient with one another, as we are vulnerable with another, we will have so many opportunities to speak into each other's lives. So about that's what being in relationship is all about. You see, time and time again in Scripture, it reminds us that when we have those opportunities to speak into each other's lives, we need to do so with humility, with love, and with gentleness. That we would always be people who are willing to do it in humility, love, and gentleness. So to recap... Trust is timeline. It's not just different, it's better. Know how valuable valuable you are. You aren't just forgiven, you are purposed, you have use. Appreciate Jesus' patience. It will lead to patience within yourself, patience with yourself, and patience with the people around you. And always understand that patience does not lead to persecution, it leads to gentle truth, that we are called to be people who are willing to speak in humility, love, and gentleness. Hey, we love you guys so much. Thanks again for for hopping on to the College Age Movement podcast this week. If you are in Billings, we always want to extend an invite to come on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock here at Faith Chapel. We would love for you to come be a part of the family. If not, we hope that you tune in next week as we wrap up this series, Fruits. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon.